0: Welcome to Joe Talks Comics. This is the podcast where I talk to friends, about like comics that we've been reading and enjoying lately, plus occasional solo episodes and creative interviews. This week I talked to Phoebe Xavier about her current Kickstarter, Vikings Saga of the North, a beautifully drawn educational comic book drawn by Jose Ernesto Diaz and coloured by Adriano Quintelos. That gives insight and detail into the Age of the Vikings as taken from the Kickstarter campaign page. This is my second time talking with Phoebe, but the first episode you're hearing with her, as we, as I mentioned at the beginning. So look out for the episode specifically about Superliminal latency, a st- short story collection that we allude to, which will be out next week. If you're listening to this, the week it comes out. But yeah, this was a, a fun, nice, quick, snappy conversation, and I hope you enjoy. I hope you check out the the book is great and deserves the support, and I hope we can get. I hope we can help, and I hope the comment gets funded, and apart from that, I hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the other side, as always. So, Phoebe, welcome to the, the podcast, this is one of those fun ones which has happened a couple of times when, I, I mean, kind to say, welcome back to the podcast, because I know that we've recorded an episode before, but that other one isn't quite out yet, hopefully it will be out soon after this, this month, October, but... It should be up before that, um, so there's th- always a uh, uh, fun thing sometimes to happen, <laughs> but welcome back. Yeah, sure. Give a- Welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, th- thank you. It, we'll give them the one-two punch. We'll drop you yes, in a row. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Great, right, cool. Yeah,
0: so if anyone that uh, doesn't know uh, who you are, do you want to introduce yourself a bit?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I am an American uh, writer, um, comic book creator. I am the founder and editor in chief of One Two Three Go Publications, um, which is a small indie brand. We work with people all over the world, and um, our books can be found at indieplanet.com forward um, slash <clears> One Two Three <throat> Go. I think you'll find about thirteen comic books for sale there, and my book, which is a short story collection, and um, a couple of those are free downloads. And yeah. Um, I'm here today to talk about a new comic book that we're launching on Kickstarter.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I think it, it, it's cool that when I heard it was like a Vikings comic, I sort of expected, because I I didn't know what to expect, I wondered if it was just going to be like a sort of traditional, like, action-focused, like, I don't know, Vikings thing. But when the when I saw the pre launch page and saw that it was actually something that was like educational and a, a bit more sort of like detailed in, in that sense there wasn't just sort of like uh, action fun which can be fun but i think it's cool that it's something a bit different and utilizing the medium in that way
1: thank you yeah um when i first saw jose's drawings that he um had, had started to assemble to make this book uh, he definitely was looking at all sides of their um lifestyle um their culture that um a lot of the images of them are of them farming or in the household um uh dealing with yeah domestic um day-to-day things rather than just like yes the bloody action part of it which is often exaggerated or glorified in um in tvs movies and some other comic books yeah
0: and is I, i suppose first of all is there before I get to some other questions? Is there anything else you want to say to like intro the comic and give people some a, a bit of background on it? Or... Uh,
1: yeah, sure. Um, so it's called Vikings Saga of the North. It's live on Kickstarter right now. Um, it is the brainchild of Jose Ernesto Diaz, who is from Guatemala, and we met on Facebook. And he was seeking someone to put the book out, and um, since I already work with so many people on one, two, three, go. Um, and I love the artwork. I was, um, eager to get to work with him and it's taken us about a year and a half, but we have a complete, uh, 24 page comic book now. And, um, we are trying to launch it through Kickstarter, trying to find our audience. Um, and yeah, we hope that we find some uh, fans out there that'll at least go uh, check the Kickstarter out. And if you see something you'd like to order, uh, go ahead and pledge to help us meet our meager goal of two thousand dollars.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, back to the question I was thinking of is: so, that, like, Vikings something that you've had any interest in beforehand, or is it something that you sort of became interested in when this you, you came across this project?
1: Oh no, I've I've definitely been interested in um, Norse mythology specifically, and uh, the history of that region in general so yeah um for a long time i've I've had an interest in in this sort of stuff
0: nice and is it is it just that sort of thing that you've been interested in or it, do, you, do you also have any interest in like history in general because i think i
1: suppose you, you don't necessarily oh, yeah. see
0: many like history comic books out there should not be an exciting gap in the market
1: yeah um no history is definitely one of my passions um Uh. I think deep history, um, ancient history, um, Paleolithic history maybe is what um, I've been more interested in recent years. But, uh, yeah, in high school and university, history was definitely one of my favorite subjects and my major in college for a while.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah, Yes. That's 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 cool, too. I suppose as well as bringing your like publishing experience to the table, you you're able to have that like personal interest behind it to help a personal investment to help like spur him on and develop it and get it hopefully yeah backed on Kickstarter and everything.
1: Working with Jose has been great. Yeah, um, he had another friend who was helping him um, bring um, historical archaeological details to the page, and um, I helped them build a narrative arc where um. If the story was going to be about the Viking Age, then we should start at the beginning and end at the end and share all the uh, relevant details in the middle, sprinkle them in in a way that makes sense in a uh, historical narrative arc. And so that was my side of writing. It was a lot of um, helping him arrange the images in the order that would work best and then finding the right historical data or um cultural sociological stuff to put on the page next to which images nice thank you so you have the um, promo version right yes yeah so you've gotten to see the artwork that's um i think to me that's the real motivator to get involved yes i had an interest in vikings beforehand but jose's art is pretty unique and just blew me away yeah I, I, and that, that was like the thing that I think really stands
0: out looking through the, the promo and looking through the pages on the Kickstarter page. Where it's not like it, it definitely has that wonderful, like, historical paintings style that is like perfect for this sort of thing. Where it, it definitely has that feel that's uh, appropriate, where it feels like you're like reading something from history that's sort of like rich and mythical, you know, like in in, like, TV shows or something, when they want to illustrate it, like a, like a historical flashback or something, it feels like the sort of, like, archetypal art style that they that they go with.
1: Awesome, yeah, thanks. I think, I think it worked pretty well.
0: Yeah, and, like, even with the like the lettering, the font also, I think. I feel like that's something I oh, noticed you. more and more like recently is like, like not just the lettering but like font specifically because sometimes when like the font is like perfectly suited for something like it it's really satisfying
1: um i'm trying to remember the name of the show there is an anthology horror show on um shutter i uh, i'm not sure if you guys have that over the pond but um the they have a TV show where they kind of like introduce their horror stories with like a comic book image and a comic book font like typed in captions to intro the story. And they use the same font as me. Oh, that, that's cool. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I, I was like, uh, which came first? Chicken chicken or the egg? Have they read my books? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think this isn't your, your first Kickstarter. We're looking on your page. You've done a few before this.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I'm like two for four. Well, it's not
0: not not too bad then, Half. Oh. No, nope, not
1: the best. Not the not the best. Not the worst.
0: Yeah, it could be better, but it could be worse. So,
1: is there mm-hmm. anything
0: in, in, in particular that has been on your mind when developing this this new Kickstarter based on anything that you've like learned or anything that's gone well over the, those past Kickstarters, whatever the outcome? Um,
1: I think um. Getting out and doing the um, promo grind with uh, podcasts and blogs when possible. I think that that's something um, I've learned to do. Um, Finding a variety of different audiences. Also, not relying on the website itself. Not relying on their algorithms to push your project. Make sure um, if you're on social media, be messaging your friends, posting every day. Um, Yeah, just staying proactive the whole month. It's always um, an anxiety, um, like a month of anxiety to do a Kickstarter. Um, Although the money might, you know, slowly uh, fill up into the project. Also, there are days where nothing happens and you're questioning if if you did it right, if you did it at the right time. Um, But when you get to the end and if you can raise the money, it's all worth it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I think especially these days when the the algorithms are just e- even more like fickle than than people thought they were in the past with all the, like, the changes and turmoil. And I think it's always notable. And it's like, I suppose, not even just like necessarily like the social media algorithms, but also like Kickstarter, because if people mm-hmm. are like, Trying to make sure it like reaches as many people as possible within Kickstarter, outside of Kickstarter. And even, I think, always comes to mind is, like, the amount of people that would be interested by like certain campaigns, but just don't hear about them for whatever reason. And just trying to reach people, it, it's, it's really tough.
1: Yeah, finding your audience. That's that's the big task. I have yeah. a couple of days coming up working. Where- I have a couple of days coming up where I'm probably going to message everyone I know on Facebook and make sure they know about this.
0: I was going to say I think that's what uh, sometimes people often mention is just like like posting and tweeting is like as much as you can or like, whether you whether you are because like even if you think you've posted like so many times on your your page, the amount of those that will actually show up on someone's feed and try not get them to just like scroll past it. it
1: it's... Yeah. Um, well, on Twitter these days, um, as much as Twitter's gotten worse, one of the things that is cool on Twitter these days is that um, it shows you each post's statistics, how many times it's been viewed, and mm-hmm. how many times people have clicked, clicked through to, to the website if you put a link up. So at least Twitter allows you to track stuff like that now. Interesting, yeah. Um, and there, there are things inside of Kickstarter tools that will do a lot of the same stuff for you, um, tell you where your um, views are coming from, if they're coming from a link on Facebook or a link on Twitter, um, or if it's a um, more pure um, hit that they were searching Kickstarter, and that's what brought, it in, um, uh, brought them to your page. So if you have the time, um, you can definitely analyze all that sort of stuff statistically inside Kickstarter as well
0: yeah i I remember i think it was sort of like a creator that i like i followed a newsletter and they had a kickstarter running and they looked at the statistics and i think they were surprised by they didn't seem as many people that were going to the kickstarter from the newsletter as they would have thought when they looked at the analytics which I thought was interesting because I think it still got like funded and everything. But honestly mm-hmm. it seemed to be from like other places, maybe like just social media in general. But I know that's what like some creators are really trying to utilize and capitalise on is newsletters when they can like deliver direct to fans rather than just putting something out into the void okay. and hoping the people that want to follow them see it.
1: Yeah. Um the uh excuse me, that's another thing is people that will Um, try to sell you their newsletters, that they want to charge you a couple couple hundred, not their newsletters, but their mailing list, um, that they will um, try to sell you for a couple hundred dollars, like, hey, you can mail my 600, 800 fans or whatever um, to try to get them to buy it. But um, again, it's sort of just like buying advertisements based then, because there's no guarantee. Um, (laughs) If you're the topic of your book or the style of your book doesn't click with those particular 600, 800 people, you know, you just spent the money for nothing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a whole other niche market that comes into crowdfunding. Um, and I do think building a mailing list is something that a lot of people will, um, will suggest as the best way to, um, build your range as a Kickstarter um, creator.
0: Yeah. Cause even like, <laughs> Contrary to what I just said about like delivering it straight to fans, there's no sort of guarantee that when people get those emails showing up in their inbox that half of them might not even actually look at them, just leave them sitting in their 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 inbox. So it's there's no there's definitely no like easy way to to go about this sort of thing.
1: Nope. Yeah, it's a 30 day battle uphill, but (laughs) we're hoping to get there. Like I think we're three days in now, three days in now, and we're at four hundred sixteen dollars, which is see 21% of our goal. So, you know, if if in 15 days we could do 20% every three days, that'd be great. But uh again, no guarantees. That's why I gotta stay grinding.
0: Yeah, like I mean I mean 20% a few days in is is decent, but I know that's probably just like the opening burst. You have to hope mm-hmm. that eventually the the rest of that sort of gets made made up over the like the rest of the campaign towards the end so, so hopefully yeah
1: yeah I think a couple of years ago we were down to our last two days and I mentioned it in, in one particular friend group online and my friend like already had pledged $80 but like put another 200 on it like to get us past the goal um, there's yeah it's it can be suspenseful, but it's fun. Also, I like you know being on these podcasts. I like um having an excuse to make twenty appearances to talk about the books that I make. Yeah. So also, you say form of socializing. Mm, yeah. I'm sorry, what were we saying? No, I
0: was just saying I find it interesting too cool, that in the description. It also says that the Jose sent you know, those like forty pages already like drawn and already colored. And by Adrian mm-hmm. Quintanos, his, his niece. And I think that that's cool that it was like, like it was all, all, already partially ready to go in that sense. Was there much that had to be sort of more done to it to, to get it to the state where it was ready to be kickstarted? Or what was the process going from like there to there?
1: Um, well, a few things. Um, the, the, the minute that I agreed to start working with Jose on this, I told him start an in Instagram. And start um, posting your images and build, building your followers. And I think he has two thousand followers on an Instagram right now, the Viking Saga of the North Instagram. Um, so we're hoping to push it there. And I um, that was something that I put on the responsibility to him to do. Um, but I then took on the um, a lot of editing, graphic design stuff, and um, designing the pages and the. Uh, yeah. What would best, um, what the best order would be for a narrative arc that would tell the tale of the age of the Vikings in broad strokes? Because we don't like do it like decade to decade. This happened, that happened, um, but more of like a general vibe through the uh, approximate three hundred years that are commonly referred to as the age of, Vi- of the Vikings.
0: Nice. Thank you. So when so when thinking about vikings and this project are there any any particular like media influences that you enjoyed or referenced or sort of like touch base on to come to this like books comics tvs films i know some of those can be a bit more afterwards like over the top as as we mentioned but
1: yeah um okay so I think sometimes I did have would have keep some Viking um, TV shows running in the background while I was working. Um, the newer one on Netflix, Valhalla. I definitely um, consumed that while I was working on this. Um, I think that, um for the most part, I was working in, in, in historical research, um, and um, the art style. I just loved what Jose already had. I didn't really influence much on his. Um, his artistic, um, what he was putting down on paper, um, just the only thing that yeah, I edited him on was the order of the pages and some of the images that we wound up not using. A couple of the images I had to um, ask him to do specifically for certain, you know, certain panels to complete, like what I had typed up as our little um, the factoids that go on each page, the facts that go with the pictures, um, but. Um, yeah uh there was a um there's an anime a Viking's anime that I also started watching um, I, I I can't recall the uh the title of it right now, but um I had some interesting depictions of um uh, yeah a oh, oh come on. I forget what the hell it is. I'll look it up and tell you later um but yeah, I, I definitely watched that a little bit as I was working. um I would say that it's um Uh, that that this book is inspired by any of the fictional versions of depictions of Vikings Um, but but when I'm working on anything I I usually like to have some background noise going and when it can be thematically related to the topic even better
0: yeah it's something that's at least might not like directly uh, inspire you but still get you in the right mindset I suppose
1: yeah keep keep me focused on what is the matter at hand what is the topic we're working on today yeah. Mm-hmm. What did um when when I was last what were what was I discussing last time I was on
0: the the short story connection. Super Oh, cool,
1: cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that is still for sale, but don't buy that until after you supported this Kickstarter.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So that. I suppose that, that does work out chronologically in terms of the releases that people can listen to this hopefully and then back it and then listen to the that episode and go check check that out. That's their thing.
1: Well, that actually reminds me. Um I'm gonna put a digital um rewards package add-on that people can get all of our digital books. Um and they would be able to get that short story collection as well through the Kickstarter. Nice. Yeah. So that I've been pretty busy right. with work the last yeah. week, uh, eh. and but this coming week, uh, starting tomorrow, I have a few days off that I'm going to put a lot of effort into um, making sure the Kickstarter shows all the rewards that I actually have available to offer.
0: Nice. Yeah, and so do you want to talk through some of the rewards that
1: are available people can check out? So, yeah, um, what what we're offering, uh, the, the main uh, meat and potatoes of our rewards are going to be drawings that i received in the mail recently from jose um that were hand-drawn penciled and inked and um, we have eight and eleven and a half um uh sketches eight inches by eleven or something like 12 inches maybe and then 14 inches by 17 inches real big poster size and they're one-of-a-kind unique some of them um have are pages in the book that then you know got colored in the book but um yeah it's it's really cool stuff um to have a one-of-a-kind drawn by the artist um something to put on your wall. nice other than that uh, other than that it'll be the physical copy of the book or the digital copy of the book or the um like i said a um a digital package that uh, encompasses everything One Two Three Go has to offer so far, all of our comic books and my short story collection, and also I have a short story that we're offering as a reward with um with this with this particular uh, Kickstarter, and it is a short story called Bluetooth, who is um towards the later uh, days of the Viking Age, um, unified Denmark under one crown and also uh, converted them to Christianity um and um but it's a magical realism story and um it takes place both uh, during his lifetime and then um in like a in the in the fantasy world that like you know world where goblins and trolls and uh dwarves and frost giants all really exist and then in our modern world um and like it bridges the Bridges the gap between Bluetooth to person and Bluetooth to technology. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's, a- yeah, it's kind of weird, but I, I've been working on it for a while and I think people people will probably enjoy it. Nice. Yes, it's a, it's been a joy for me to write these least.
0: Cool. Finally. rock and roll. Oh, mm, yes?
1: Yes, sorry, what were you saying?
0: No, were you going to say anything?
1: No, nothing of consequence.
0: I was just going to ask before we went. If there, well, well, you know, a couple of questions. First of all, is uh, have you have you been reading anything lately that you've, you've managed to enjoy or get into?
1: Um, I've been reading um, George Louise Borges, um, the Argentine. Um, he also writes magical realism, um, kind of kind of the, uh, the the founder of that genre. Um, the father godfather that genre i've been reading his short story collection um the aleph and other stories um before that i had just finished the um the expanse novels this that series um i had finished the the ninth book and then i went back and read their their short story collection which is um oh i forget the name of it um it was really good though um and um, so, yeah, um, other than that, in the last year, I've read a, as much magical realism as I could. Um, I've read A Hundred Years of Solitude, which is a brilliant book that everyone should read. That one also is um, going on Netflix sometime in the next year or two, um, but it will be in Spanish as the original book was. Um, yeah, I don't, comic book-wise, I haven't really been reading any comic books. Fair enough. Just working on writing them in editing Uh, oh um we do have we have two other books that will um come out on andy planet in the next couple months and that's um 13th moon volume two which is our halloween anthology and also gunmetal black ops number four which is our espionage anthology cool thank you so uh, yeah the the book one is like 50 or no 64 66 pages and like eight stories in the gunmetal black ops issue will be like 24 pages and three stories
0: cool thank you and yes yeah, so secondly and finally before we go is there anything else you want to say or maybe just talk about anything else that you want people to, to know and to find enjoy your, your projects online
1: yeah so um i well um Okay, so I I had a short story picked up and published in a collection um, called Fading Hopes, which was published by uh, Novelty Fiction. If you go to noveltyfiction.com, you can find that there. It's available to read for free online, or um, you can purchase the physical copy for like 6 bucks. It's not too expensive. Um, uh, I I won a um, horror writing grant recently um, by the Horror Writers Association, so I'm pretty proud of that. and that money is going okay. towards publishing the the uh, Halloween anthology, 13th Spring, Volume 2. Um, and But yeah, our, our books, uh, for the most part, the easiest way to get our books is indieplanet.com forward slash 123GO. And of the books that are available now, you can download Trouble Number One for free. You could download Gunmetal Black Ops number 2 for free, or you could download um, 13th Moon Volume 1 for free. So if you like, you can sample our writing and our art and see if uh, we are the caliber of work that you're interested in. And then if so, maybe purchase a physical copy. Other than that, um, I want to say let's go New York Liberty, the uh, WNBA team. They're playing this afternoon, hoping to see them win the first game in the finals. And um, yeah, I hope the Kickstarter gets funded. And thank you so much for having me on.
0: Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Good luck with the, the rest of the Kickstarter. Have a the nice rest of your day.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Welcome back. I've been enjoyed that Conversation. Unfortunately, it's all we've got time to run this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review the show five stars. wherever you're listening, I would really appreciate it. If you want to keep up to date on new episodes, please subscribe. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email the show at gmail.com. Additionally, if you need any back issues, ratio variance, covariance, or just anything in general cool stuff to do with comics, you can check out the website for Beda's Thingamajigets, the comic book store in Fort Collins, Colorado, and that much of these comics worked at. And use... Joe Loves comics at checkout to get 15% off. I don't get any money for that. It's just a cool thing for you to use if you want to, yeah, check out their site and if you see anything that you like. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Joe Comics And finally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Loves Comics where we can continue talking comics. That's all for now. I hope to see you next time. Bye.